Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And one of the leading authorities in this country on anti-doping law and case study is Dr. Catherine Ordway to make some sense of it for us. She's an associate professor at the University of Canberra. Dr. Ordway, welcome to the program. Very good morning to you. How significant an escalation is it for charges to move from a positive in competition test to the addition of not only possession but trafficking? Well, it's very serious indeed, because under the World Anti-Doping Code, which of course the AFL subscribes to, then multiple violations can, at worst case, lead to a life ban. So it's really serious that this has escalated the way it has. Is this typical of uh, the sports integrity process to take a phone from a player or from an athlete who has tested positive and conduct the thorough investigation from there? Well, since the um, powers have been extended to the Anti-Doping Agency in Australia, it it was um, extended in 2006, ASADA had the powers to take any documents and phones, any materials, search their bags and so on, then this has been relatively commonplace. So it's not unheard of, and I think we're going to see this increasingly around the world as people are trying to get... Um, the the anti-doping agencies are trying to get different forms of evidence that go well beyond just simply testing for urine or blood. Professor, can you... So uh, the definition of trafficking in an anti-doping context was sent through, but I, I must confess I could not make head nor tail of it. How does trafficking apply in the sporting context that we're in here? Well, trafficking applies in a number of different settings, so I'm I'm not surprised that it's a bit confusing. The language is a bit convoluted because, of of course, you can imagine that there are scenarios where it's actually the doctors that are being implicated in kind of trafficking cases or coaches or other um, what they call athlete support personnel. So this is an unusual one in that it's an athlete that's been implicated in a trafficking case. And so the way the code is worded is that they're not really interested in those substances that are not tested for out of competition and the illegal substances like heroin and cocaine and so on are not tested for out of competition. So that's normally not the scenario that anti-doping agencies are wanting to spend their resources on. However, there's a kind of exception written into the rules that talks about um, where these substances are not for therapeutic use, which of course cocaine and heroin and so on wouldn't be um, and uh, and whether or not it relates to performance enhancement so I don't know that there's a suggestion that these that these types of substances would be used for performance enhancement but 
that's why they can be caught up in the trafficking rules because of the wording under the WADA code. So it is a bit convoluted, but um, definitely it's a requirement of the anti-doping agencies to take action when there's evidence of trafficking in these scenarios. So if I pick up that last point, are you at all surprised to see the anti-doping agency in this context? So if we take the reporting at face value, it's a player offering cocaine to teammates in a text message. Is it that would you have seen that constitute trafficking before, Professor? I don't remember another scenario where that was the case, but uh, I think we're going to see this increasingly where um, the types of non-testing evidence like phones and bank records and and other kinds of evidence are going to be used in anti-doping cases. Where we're dealing with a situation with an athlete and other athletes, um, it doesn't seem to be... uh, It would be remiss of an anti-doping agency, if I put it the other way, not to take action. Can you imagine a scenario where there was an allegation that, that Sport Integrity Australia had turned a blind eye to a particular case because um, they decided that cocaine was a police matter and wasn't of interest to an anti-doping agency. The World Anti-Doping Agency would take issue with any anti-doping agency that was seeking to um, choose between mandatory requirements under the WADA code. What would... If you were to hazard a guess as to what happens next, as to how deep the investigation might run from here, does it does it end with the athlete who tested positive or is there scope to investigate those who are implicated via text message? There's certainly scope for that. And as I said, that where there's evidence of anti-doping rule violations involving other players, Uh, if it's potentially coaches, doctors or anyone within that uh, WADA code scope, and it is very broad, then it would be a requirement for the anti-doping agency to take action and to investigate those other members. Because, of course, this is a holistic um, approach and for a range of different reasons, not least of which you referred to the culture and the role modelling status and and so on within the community, then they need to investigate this to the end. How challenging is the process now for the athlete involved, Joel Smith, to to be facing multiple charges across different time frames as well? This is no longer limited to the positive test. It goes back 12 months before that. How intricate is the challenges that he faces now? Yes, well, you're right. It is quite challenging for the athlete and their legal team because, as you say, the the World Anti-Doping Code was in place from 2021, but, of course, the prohibited list changes every year and the World Anti-Doping Agency updates it and notifies people at the end of September and then it comes into force on the 1st of January every year. So they would need to just go back through and check to see whether there were any changes in the wording, if there, there are sometimes we've seen examples where there's been a change to the rules which has given an athlete an advantage so that that plays in so that they, they, have, a, they have that advantage taking into account even if it was in an earlier event. And there are a number of different exceptions that you can apply for to reduce a sanction. So I'm imagining that his legal team will be going through all of those with a fine-tooth comb. 
How lengthy is this process set to be, Professor? Is my um, my limited involvements with different cases that they are extremely long and disruptive uh, for those who are involved? Is would you expect this to be prolonged now? It's really difficult to say, isn't it? It's a bit of a how long is a piece of string because, yeah. of course, not only does Sport Integrity Australia need to get all their uh, ducks in a row, so as to speak, but the athlete has to have their opportunity to get all the evidence that they need to support any claims of kind of mitigation to reduce their sanction and so on. So it does take a little while, but I wouldn't expect it to be the kind of lengthy case that we saw you know, for example, cases like Shana Jack and so on, where she was trying to work out what on earth caused her um, positive test. So in those kinds of scenarios, when you're having to drag through all the different um, laboratory analysis, hair analysis, try to go through everything in your cupboard and in your, in your house to find out what might have caused the positive test, there's no doubt here about what's caused the positive test. There's no... Uh, from what... Sport Integrity Australia, at least, are presenting, then they're saying, well, it's clear there was possession, it's clear that there was trafficking from the evidence, it's clear that there was a cocaine positive. So from their side, they're certainly saying that they've got the evidence that they need. So it's up to the athlete and his team now to work together to find out what it is that they can say in response. And the spectrum of penalty, which you alluded to at the start, is that at the discretion of... Uh, SIA as to what they seek or, or how does that work as we move through the three different layers of a positive test, possession and then trafficking? Yes, exactly. Because there's a multiple violations, then there are rules around that in the code and so Sport Integrity Australia will be making the case for the type of sanction that they will be looking for and I'm not privy to those documents. I don't know what they're asking um, as a reasonable sanction in this case. Um, bearing in mind, too, that the World Anti-Doping Agency can appeal any case. I'm sure it's uh, top of mind for particularly people listening in Melbourne that the Essendon case was appealed by the World Anti-Doping Agency and it ended up going to Switzerland to be heard. So that's always an option for the World Anti-Doping Agency. If they feel that the national body hasn't done the right thing or hasn't given a, a, a high enough sanction... Um, or the Court of Arbitration for Sport, or in this case the AFL Tribunal, hasn't given a high enough sanction, they can appeal it. So I think that they, that will be top of mind for the National Anti-Doping Agency in this setting too, to liaise with WADA to determine what an appropriate sanction will be when it's a multiple violation case. Professor, I appreciate your insights this morning and helping us understand uh, precisely where we are in this case. Thank you. Very welcome.